Hey guys, hope that you are doing well this week. It is time for another coaching podcast. Um, uh, let's see, where do we begin? Uh, yeah, first, most importantly, thank you. I appreciate uh, how you guys are leading, how you are engaging, how you are uh, caring for our community, how you care for Amy and I. Uh, we are just uh, just beyond grateful. And uh, I don't know if this gets old, you hearing it, but uh, I, I mean it. Um, and uh, so thank you, uh, truly, really appreciate all of you. Um, so this past week, we did breakout rooms, and the feedback I got was um, positive. And so I think that we're going to continue to do it, uh, even... You know, even having, uh, you know, maybe only three or four people in a room, uh, I think is going to be really, really good. Uh, one of the things that I got to hear from Sarah was uh, because we were in the breakout room, Sue engaged and talked and that kind of thing because they, you know, there was really no other options. And, uh, and so that, that you guys is, is the beauty of, of the breakouts. Um, so I guess some things just to keep in mind as you are walking through this, as you're leading in those, in those conversations, uh, I'm, I'm including some extended discussion questions, but you by no means need to use them. Uh, you can jump around, you know, you don't, you don't need to, um, walk through question by question or anything along those lines, right? You can, um, you can just, you can use what is helpful. I think especially right now, while we are in James and we're coming to the end, uh, which is amazing, we will, we will finish James, uh, next week. And I'm not entirely sure <laughs> where we're going from there. Uh, so I, I have some ideas, uh, but I'm, I'm still kind of working through it. Um, but, uh, you know, those questions can be helpful. They might not be helpful. Uh, the big five uh, will always be good in the, the context of, of a letter like James. And one of the things that I would encourage you to do uh, as we wrap up these next couple of weeks is make sure that you take a look at these passages in the message. Uh, Peterson's translation I have found to be very helpful and instructive, and uh, especially in terms of uh, getting to my message big idea and getting to some of the sense of, of what, is, what is the overall idea that James is kind of you know diving at. And uh, so it's a bit of a, a bit of a cheat, I guess you could say. So, um, yeah, as far as uh, announcement stuff goes, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think there's anything real big. Uh, we are uh, Tuesday will be our last out on tap until after the new year. Uh, Thursday nights, I'm still leading uh, a book uh, group, uh, a, a book discussion on amusing ourselves to death. And that's been really good. And, um, yeah, you know, I think, I think we're just going to kind of, you know, press in here faithfully to the end of the year and, and see, see what happens. Right. So, uh, just want to let you guys know Christmas Eve, I will be leading a Christmas Eve service up in Flint. 
at five o'clock. So if you're in that area, you are welcome to, you know, come hang out. Uh, so uh, I also know that it's, you know, indoors and that kind of thing. And, and that may not be uh, the best fit for your family or uh, anything along those lines. Uh, so it's, but I'll tell you what, guys, uh, the time in Flint for me has been really good. Uh, it's been really good for me to to preach and, uh, you know, continue to develop that skill because that's a part of, that's a part of my calling to, to ministry. And so I am grateful that I've got the opportunity there, uh, for at least the time being plus the extra jingle ain't bad. You know what I'm saying? All right. Um, uh, all right. So let's see, let's, let's get after it here. We are in James, uh, five, seven through 12 this week, James five, seven through 12. And, uh, let me, I guess I should probably have it in front of me, huh? Might be helpful. (laughs) You can tell it's the end of the week and I am, uh, I'm a little bit, a little bit off my game here. All right. James chapter five, verses seven through 12. This is in the NIV. It says, be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, Take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. All right. um, So, you know, verses seven through twelve really provide a bookend uh, for the book. James is is coming to the end of his message to the people of the diaspora, and we hear the refrain of the opening chapter come through again, right? Uh, but this time, it's it's fleshed out with illustrations. Uh, this this opening here of uh, you know, be patient, struggle through you know, struggle through the the trials, uh, hang in there. Uh, it's it's hard. Um, but, 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 you know, endure, right? Uh, these verses are framed uh, with the farmer and the prophet. The farmer is of the earth. The prophet is of the heavens. Simple as that. Um, and James is, so James is creating a holistic picture here. Now, after each frame, there is an application. Um, so once again, uh, just want to encourage you, to read through the messages translation of these verses, Peterson brings out the hard issue of patience. Uh, and that is the key word in the passage, including its synonyms, right? So patience, endure, persevere, all that kind of stuff is, is right here. Uh, so verses seven and through eight, James turns from the wealthy non-Christian in verses one through six to his primary audience, the Christian, who are likely poor. And remember, poor is not just uh, a financial situation, but as a power situation as well, uh, in in this passage, uh, or in in the book of James, and and so what does he say? He says, "Be patient." 
Now, many see in uh, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12, an echo of Psalm 37, which makes a lot of sense. I would encourage you to go check it out, uh, but let me read just a little bit of Psalm 37. It says, Do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord, and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. I mean, it just goes on like that. And so you can hear the echo, right, of chapter 5, 1 through 12, if you take it as a whole, uh, and, and how it, it so clearly echoes Psalm 37, this idea of, you know, hey, the, the wicked may, the wicked may, uh, may seem to get all the good stuff in the world, but they're going to pass away and judgment is coming. So what, so you follower of God, you follower of Jesus, be patient be patient. Uh, the constant call of the psalm is to faithful patience and endurance. And James is doing the same here. He points to the farmer who patiently waits for the right time to harvest and plant. Now the Webers know all about this, right? Uh, you guys, you guys know uh, how this this whole system works. And when the farmer waits, he is rewarded with a valuable crop. So there is this, you know, patient wait, endure got to wait for wait for the autumn wait for the the spring everything has its season everything has its time just patience be patient it, it will be it will be okay now the phrase the lord's coming being near is a difficult problem right uh, if we believe that the scriptures are truthful then we have to deal with the question about the nearness of the second coming and why we haven't experienced yet because that's that's what's going on here. That that's what he's talking about. He's talk the the fancy Greek word is perusia, um, and uh, you know, you read through the New Testament, and it sure sounds like uh, a lot of the writers of the New Testament thought things were going to happen uh, right there. So so what's going on? Either the early uh, writers were wrong, or there is something else deeper. Now. I think in some sense they were they were just wrong like they had they had expectations of their generation being the final generation uh, just like every Christian generation since has had that expectation I don't think there's anything wrong with living in the expectation I think that might be what Jesus is getting at in a number of his parables where he's talking about you know waiting being prepared seeing knowing what's you know looking looking towards that time of the kingdom come uh, but I think uh, I think that as we look at the scriptures, we find things about the nature of time and God that allow us to go beyond the wooden reading of the scriptures. Uh, I think I think we can move past just some some sort of super literalism. That is, we can understand the near as uh, as a part of salvation history. So we are in the last days and have been ever since Christ ascended. Uh, so we are now waiting. Now, this waiting is near in the sense that we are in the last chapter of salvation history. But in a temporal sense, 
uh, that's not for us to know. It appears that Jesus didn't even know the time frame. Uh, you can check that out in Mark 13, 32 and following. We root our endurance in the hope of being vindicated at the coming of the Lord. Right? This is, this is the hope. The hope is that God really is just. The hope is that God is righteous. The hope is that when time, when time comes to its conclusion, that all things will be made right, justice will be served. Those who loved uh, with a subversive, gracious love uh, will be rewarded. Those who did not, those who, who lived by hatred and selfishness and greed, that that they will they will receive uh, justice. They will receive uh, their their just rewards in a sense, which you know some of us may want them to receive uh, vengeance, and uh, and and perhaps that is what God will do. But what we see over and over again is that God is gracious and compassionate, and uh, so we'll we'll see what happens. But our hope, our trust, is that you know. At the coming of the Lord, all things will be made right. Until then, whenever that may be, our responsibility is to love well. Our responsibility is to uh, is to continue to live as though Jesus is returning. And that's not some sort of you know moralistic. Oh, I'm going to uh, you know follow these rules that that some dudes standing in pulpits uh create that's not that's not what we're talking about here no we're talking about living the way jesus lived which is a subversive gracious love it's a love that uh that undercuts uh you know all of the the bs of the world it's a love that uh goes forth to our neighbor it is a love that goes to our enemy and uh and it's a love that is reflective of the way that God loves, uh, which is, you know, full of grace, full of compassion. And, uh, man, that's that's what we're called to. And that's what we're called to, to keep trying to live. Now, in verse 9, and we have this illustration uh, or this, this application here where, you know, he says, hey, guys, uh, let's not let's not grumble against one another, <laughs> you know, and, and you kind of wonder, okay, well, what's, what's up with that? Like, where did that kind of come from? Well, let I me mean, think about like what happens when we come under stress, when we are engaged in community, we come under stress, we end up grumbling against one another. We, we impatience with our own situation often ends up being projected onto frust- into frustration with others. I mean, that's, haven't we all we all have tasted some of that this, you know, this year, especially, I think I get this. Um, my, my fuse these days and Amy can attest to it. My fuse is short and I get frustrated quickly. I get annoyed quickly. Um, and, and, and it is, it is because, um, it's because I'm impatient. It's because I'm stressed because I want things to go back to normal because I miss, I miss my people. I miss you guys. I miss, I miss all of this stuff. Right. So, uh, so that's, and so James is kind of warning us. He's saying, guys, when things get a little bit hard, don't grumble against each other. It's what Amy and I have always told Ethan and Libby. You are one another's best friends. And, um, and you're going to be one another's best friends for the rest of your lives. So you better get used to it. All right. So the next, 
The next frame is that of profit. Uh, the patience for the farmer is necessary because plants grow in their own time in their own way. Similarly for the prophet, patience is necessary because the prophets had to persevere in the face of suffering. So, and their suffering comes from the fact that the prophets were calling people and systems to change. When we call people to change, they get angry. When we challenge systems, we will suffer. That's, that's part of, that's part of the reality, guys. Um, when, when we follow in the way of Jesus, when we live a subversive, gracious love, part of that is subversive, right? It is, it is a challenge to the way people live, to the, to the systems, the powers, the principalities of this world. They are real and they are ugly. And so we, when we challenge them, we will experience suffering because we end up on the outside looking in. Now remember, this is a theme of James. What happens when we persevere? Well, the farmer gets a high value crop. The one who perseveres under suffering gets even more. They get everything and then more. And this is why he, he connects this whole story to, to the tale of Job. He suffered and then God rewarded his endurance. Why? He gives the reason. Because the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. You see, Job uh, we, we don't know for sure if Job was a historical figure or not, but Job was one who suffered. He was one, uh, he, he was one who, who went through hardship and pain and yet never, never lost faith. He held to his faithfulness. He questioned God. He challenged God, but he remained faithful to his God. And so the way that the story goes is that James was then, James, Job was then rewarded with, you know, in huge and significant ways. So when we face suffering, our hope is in the identity of God, the one who is full of compassion and mercy. It is in this sure knowledge that God will make good on the promises given and that the reward will be great. We don't, you know, the, the reward, remember, is... Some some people will take take this and say, okay, well, Job received some material stuff. Yeah, he did. But let's also remember that that, that may have been a morality tale, right? Um, or a myth. Um, maybe not historical. But even if it was, uh, I don't know if we should have an expectation of receiving that kind of material wealth from God. And that leads us down a very dark road. A very dark road. The key here, though, is that we um, is that we will receive reward, and that reward for us ultimately is going to be the very presence of God forever. We will live in a new heaven and a new earth, and this hope of of living in a in a world with with that is not infected with a sin sickness. Can you imagine, can you imagine living in a world where relationships are redeemed and restored and renewed? Oh, guys, it is going, it is going to be great. And so that hope, that hope of that future uh, is what holds us, it's what, it's what drives us to, to remain patient. That hope of that future is what also gives us a, a picture of, of, how we want to try to engage in this world. We want to try to bring heaven to earth right now. 
and uh, and so I love the I love the framing, right? The farmer and the prophet, uh, heavens and earth. Uh, we we are we are trying to to patiently move both. Now, verse twelve, uh, we get another application point, and he says, when we deal with people, um, you know, well, he says. You know, let your yes be yes and your no be no, right? I mean, this is uh, this is a, almost directly quoted from Matthew five thirty four through thirty seven, uh, where Jesus talks about this, and, and so you connect it back to Job, and you know, Job was was one who was faithful. He was one who had integrity, and you know, James here is saying, hey, when you deal with people. Uh, oftentimes you're going to try to help the process along by adding to your statements like, I swear to God, no, really, I do. I promise. I swear. We've all done that, right? Right? I mean, uh, but what that what that's betraying, uh, what that's betraying in us is probably a little bit of a lack of integrity. It's a bit of a salesmanship kind of job. Just um, James says, yo, just let your yes be yes and your no be no. Prove it. Prove it by the way you live and you don't need to try to sell folks be patient wait for the change wait for the things to happen let your yes be yes and your no be no so what's the takeaway uh the takeaway is simple we can't move heaven or we can't move earth nor heaven so we must be patient and i think one of the the walk away questions this week is is pretty simple you know, in what ways are you trying to rush things along? How are you, how are you rushing this world? How are you rushing the people in your life? How are you rushing, trying to rush through to the next thing? Guys, we got to sit in it. We got to, we got to rest. We got to rest in our reality. We got to, we got to ex- to experience it. We have to persevere. We have to be patient uh, because we can't, we can't change the seasons. We can't make things grow any faster. We can't change people, uh, you know, in any kind of way. So uh, that's that's where we're going this week, right? That's uh, James James chapter five verses one through twelve, and then we will wrap up James next week. Uh, if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, uh, hit me up. Let me know if there's anything else that needs to be in this podcast that you would find helpful. Please, please let me know. And uh, I will be sure to include it. Um, you know, I I think we'll probably will go with uh, our same discussion leaders. Uh, you know, uh, probably go with with Weber and, and Sarah again. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, until until I talk to you guys uh, probably on Sunday. Uh, love well, my friends.